show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Football is back. I am going to keep saying this until we get to week one, but football is literally back tomorrow, Thursday. The Hall of Fame game is happening. The first preseason game of the year. Is anyone actually playing in this game? No. Uh, It is what it is. If you're a fan of the NFL, I don't mind watching the backups and the young players play and fighting for their spots because we all know what the vets are going to do. The vets are good. Uh, Would it have been nice to see Aaron Rodgers at least go one drive uh, for the Jets? I'm sure he will at some point this uh, offseason, but Browns-Jets is that game. We'll get to see uh, Zach Wilson battle Kellen Mond. Uh, Yeah, not much really else to say about that, but... We get actual live NFL football this week, and it is very exciting. This week's episode, we are finally getting to the division breakdowns and previews, starting with the NFC and AFC North. Uh, was supposed to have a couple guys on, was supposed to have Chibs on, was supposed to have Spills on, and both bailed last minute. Uh, work is a bitch. That's all you can really say. Uh, so I am going to be delivering this one by myself. Uh, and as always, we will go over the NFL weekly update. And I guess let's just get into it right now. Starting off with an injury. I think you all know where this is going. Jalen Ramsey has torn his meniscus or at least partially torn his meniscus. He had surgery to repair it and it looks like he is out till December-ish. (sighs) fucking sucks. It really just fucking sucks. Um, Ramsey, obviously the best player on the Dolphins defense, one of the best corners in the NFL over the last decade. Um, It's a big loss. I can't say anything other than that. We'll have him back for the playoff push, which is big. Still have a lot of faith in this defense, and this just means that guys like Xavier Howard, there can't be kind of a ramp up where him getting back healthy. He needs to be good immediately. Uh, second round Cam Smith has been looking really good in training camp. Maybe he gets that outside spot and we keep uh, Cater Kohu in the nickel. Or Darth Cater goes in on the outside and get Nick Needham back his uh, spot in the slot. Either way, we have depth right now in the DB room. What killed us last year uh, in the secondary was injuries. Right now, they're healthy, other than Ramsey, but this Dolphins team should still roll. Our front seven is spectacular. The secondary is still good, even without Ramsey right now. Uh, Again, I said it, a lot of it is banking off Xavier Howard having a bounce back season, being healthy. I believe that he is. Is that me being a Dolphins fan? Of course. It is what it is. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, the Dolphins will still roll. The Dolphins will still make playoffs. We'll have a fully healthy, fresh leg Jalen Ramsey going into the playoff push. Cannot wait. Just sucks we have to wait another September, October, November. Five months, because I guess August just started. Um, So yeah, another five months till we see Jalen Ramsey. Sucks, but he'll be back better than ever. The Dolphins will roll. Uh... 
Colts running back Jonathan Taylor requests a trade. Um, Makes sense, especially after comments from uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay. If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on, we know that. The National Football League rolls on. Doesn't matter who comes and who goes, and it's a privilege to be a part of it. Uh, basically, Jonathan, or Jim Ursay is saying that, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, we don't need you. Yeah, you're very good, but we're not going to miss you. Running backs are a dime a dozen. It is what it is. Uh, then another report came up where the Colts might add uh, Jonathan Taylor to the where is it? The non-football injury list, um, meaning that if he were to be put on that, miss the whole season, it would not count uh, count as a year against him uh, with his contract. So that year carries over for the next year, meaning he won't be a free agent. I mean, he's going to get franchise tagged anyway. It's just like any of these guys do. Uh, and then, yeah, but was going to get put on the non-football injury list and... Because of a back injury, according to Jim Ursay, that happened away from the facilities. Jonathan Taylor then tweeted out, never had back pain, never reported any back pain. So, just a really bad look from the Colts, from Jim Ursay. I don't know why anyone would want to play there as a player if that's how your owner treats you. And treats you publicly. This isn't something that's happening behind closed doors. He is just openly tweeting about this. Um... Dan Snyder obviously left the NFL last week, and it looks like Jim Ursay is here to take over his mantle as the worst owner in the NFL. Uh, yeah, simple as that. I, As it comes to where Jonathan Taylor could land, he's going to be a Colt. There is no val- Again, there's no value in the running back market right now. The Colts wouldn't trade him for anything less than a day two pick. No one's going to give a day two pick given the current uh, running back market. So he'll stay on the Colts. It is what it is. Uh, Hopefully the running backs can figure out their whole pay situation, but I think it'll be a while until that happens. Uh, We have some extension signings here. Uh, Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas signed a five-year, $117.5 million deal with 67 guaranteed absolutely huge huge for Andrew Thomas one of the best young tackles in the league right now and after coming off a very shaky rookie season where his draft class it was him it was Jedrick Wills it was Tristan Wirths and Makai Becton and after that rookie year Thomas was at the bottom and at the bottom by a lot. He has turned it around. He is absolutely unreal uh, and definitely deserves every bit of this deal. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Cole Komet getting a four-year, $50 million deal. Uh, might be a little early to be paying Cole Komet, but when you're the Bears and you have all this cap space and you don't really have anyone else that contributes much on offense, I think Cole Komet's solid. Um so I think this deal, I think it's 12, 12 something a year, uh, which saying Cole Komet is making more than 90% of running backs in the NFL, uh, objectively hilarious, but, uh, the bears keep their tight end. Simple as that. Uh, 
And one last notable signing anyways, before we get into the little smaller ones I have down, but Vikings edge rusher Daniil Hunter signs a one-year $20 million deal, 17 of that guaranteed. I think going into the this year, he was only... Uh, it was only going to be five or seven million that he was owed. Um, obvious, and he was holding out for this. There was trade rumors around him. Very smart that they didn't trade him. Uh, he gets his money for the one year. Hopefully, he gets a big extension next off season. We'll see if it'll be with the Vikings. But the Vikings needed needed this, and we'll talk about the Vikings soon enough in the NFC North preview. But Daniil Hunter. He's been hurt the last couple years, but he is very, very good when healthy. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do on that Vikings defense. Uh, We got some Sean Payton news. So Sean Payton made it very clear that Russell Wilson, not the problem last year. It was all Nathaniel Hackett. And he said, everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Uh, Sean Payne did not mince any words, obviously. Uh, he came out after, I think, the next day and basically said uh, he still had his... I think he was with Fox Sports last year as an analyst, and he still had like his Fox Sports hat on instead of his coaching hat on, and he regrets it and blah, blah, blah. Um, is he right? Yeah. Hackett was very bad. They had fans in the stands counting down the play clock so he could be more aware and use those timeouts when needed. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously came to the defense of his offensive coordinator, longtime offensive coordinator, saying you need to keep my coach's name out of your mouth. Uh, And Robert Salah said, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping, so hate away. That is a song lyric from some song I do not know. I probably know it, but off the top of my head, I have no idea. Uh, they play week five. That should be a very, very fun matchup. Um, we'll see. We'll see if Hackett was that big of a disaster. I mean, he was. Or if Russ and Hackett both played their equal parts, which probably seems more likely than anything. But uh, And one last note for Sean Payton. There is a video circulating around over the last week of him ripping bong with his supposedly 16-year-old sons. I don't know how old the video is. Obviously, one of Peyton's son's friends was filming. Uh, that guy's a dirtbag who filmed that and leaked it to whoever. Um, objectively funny video, but uh, he fucking pulled on that thing too. That was a long, long inhale from the coach. Uh, honestly impressive. So that's the Sean Payton recap for the week. Um, we got another injury. Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick has a torn Achilles. Uh, the man cannot catch a break. Obviously, he missed all of last season with some injury, probably a knee injury. Uh, now it's his Achilles. Brutal for him. Obviously, after coming off back to back seven hundred plus yard seasons in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, he has not been on the field. Uh. Sucks for the Broncos. KJ Hamler also went down. I'm not sure on his status for long term or whatever. But right now, it's Jerry Judy. It's Cortland Sutton again. And those guys also have their injury history. So 
Not looking too great for the Broncos right now. Really sucks for Tim Patrick. I was hoping that we were going to get to see him this year, but it is what it is. Uh, Back to some low-level signings here. Uh, Eli Apple is now with the Dolphins. Uh, Tyreek tweeted out that uh, practice was going to be fun on Monday because obviously Tyreek has torched that man multiple times in his career. Um... People took this as, oh my god, the Dolphins are going to be starting Eli Apple. We we should not be starting Eli Apple. We have enough guys, guys who are better, who should play over him. Uh, I'm hoping that Cam Smith just takes that outside job and... I won't say doesn't look back, but... Eh, could be doesn't look back, because I don't think Xavier Howard is going to be a Dolphin uh, this time next year. And if it's going to be Ramsey and Cam Smith, man, the outside, I like the sound of that. Uh, but Eli Apple, it's depth. It's, I want to say quality depth, but I know some people will misconstrue that. It's, like, he's an NFL player. He's a, I can't even say solid NFL player, but... You shouldn't be starting him, but if you need him to come in and play like 30% of the snaps, I don't see what's wrong with that. Eli Apple is a Dolphin. Uh, The Texans signed uh, offensive tackle George Fant to back up Tunsil and Titus Howard. Um, George Fant was one of the best remaining offensive linemen on the market. I think this is a very good signing by the Texans, who already have a very good offensive line. Um... But the Texans signed Fant, get some good tackle depth, and now we get some running back visits. Dalvin Cook visited the Jets. His uh, visit is going to be on Hard Knocks whenever that gets put out. Uh, did not come away with a deal because he's going to go to the Dolphins. It's a matter of time. Uh, he's stringing us along. The Dolphins will make an offer. I think the Dolphins are kind of interested on Jonathan Taylor, as they have been with every running back uh, this entire offseason, but... Nothing amounted from the Dalvin Cook Jets visit so far anyways. And Ezekiel Elliott visited the Pats. Um, Would low-key be a pretty decent signing for them. Uh, Pierre Strong is their backup right now. And I have been saying that I like Pierre Strong a lot. And I think that Pierre Strong is going to steal Ramondre Stevenson's job. Because that's just how the Pats' life cycle of running backs work. Um, Yeah. Uh, Zeke as a backup to Ramondre would be great. Uh, it's also funny seeing if you saw that picture of Zeke and Mac Jones at a restaurant sitting on the same side of the table, just looking awkward as fuck, just both staring ahead into the wall. Uh, just a funny picture. A uh, couple last notes just to finish it off. Uh, second year Chiefs wide receiver Justin Ross is he's looking impressive. Uh, If you don't know the name Justin Ross, Justin Ross played for the Clemson Tigers in college football. Was probably going to be one of the best prospects coming out of the draft before a neck injury. Uh, I think it was a neck injury. A neck or a back injury really derailed his career. It could have been like, that's it for him. So he was a UDFA and now he's slowly making his way back. And he has been making plays all over Chiefs training camp. Uh, it is training camp, though, and I everyone looks good in training camp. There's not there's not any bad tweets being like, oh, this guy, ah, he's not really performing. I feel like every tweet I've seen about the Chiefs training camp this year, everyone's been looking good. All the wide receivers are looking good, but 
I'm hoping that Justin Ross does come back, does turn it around, does have a really good, productive NFL career. Um, And that would just mean that Justin Ross and Pat Mahomes are going to absolutely torch the league. And I don't know who's ready for that. If we get 90% of what Justin Ross used to be, the the, the league is on notice. That's all I can say. Uh, The Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals players, are experiencing a culture shock with new head coach uh, Justin Gannon. Uh, The Cardinals players are now uh, forced to be on time for meetings and uh, actually study the film and the tape without any outside help from coaches. I know, nuts. How How could the coaching staff do this to them? Uh, obviously, just, this just goes to show that the culture that Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury built over their tenure was absolutely horseshit. They did not know what they were doing. They were in over their head. And Justin Gannon is trying to get people on his schedule doing things the right way. Um, I think this time next year, there will be a ton of roster t- turnover from the Cardinals. Justin Gannon bringing in his guys. Uh, but right now... They better be on time for meetings. That's all I can say. And last note up, Bears rookie uh, offensive tackle Darnell Wright. Uh, So he was at a presser. They were talking about the conditioning tests and blah, blah, blah. And you could tell that he was a little something. Something was up with him. He looked a little embarrassed and he started talking. And apparently, so obviously there's a conditioning test for anyone in the NFL you have to hit certain standards and it's different for each position group uh, Darnell Wright was looking at the wide receiver conditioning test and trained for that hit all the standards, he fucking blew it out of the water, or not blew it out of the water but he met the wide receiver standards and obviously the offensive linemen do not have the same standards uh, as the wide receivers uh, higher times lower distance, uh, didn't matter for Darnell Wright, uh, so he is in the best shape of his life right now, probably, uh, not a great look that he didn't realize that he was doing the wide receiver, or he was training for the wide receiver conditioning test, but at least he did it, he's better off for it, means that any of the offensive linemen should be able to do the wide receiver conditioning test, but, uh, just a funny last note there, and yeah, I guess let's get into these division breakdowns. Okay, so for the fourth talent, unfortunately, computer sucks. I'm very Let's talk about these divisions. This is obviously your first time going through them. Uh, I haven't even talked about teams yet, so you'll get other AFC recap, and you probably will for the NFC, because, again, I just don't want to talk about these fucking teams anymore. Uh, but let's get into it. We'll start off with the... 3-14 and 14 Chicago Bears from last season. The worst team in the NFL. Only for them at number one. So how I'm going to be doing these breakdowns, I guess I'll get into it. Uh, I'm going to be going over the notable additions and losses. This won't be every edition and every, every, every loss. It'll just be the guys who I think are notable. Uh, and then we'll go over the good of every team, the bad of every team, floor and ceiling. And then at the end of each division, I'll be doing some awards. We'll go breakout, offensive rookie, defensive rookie, offensive player, defensive player, MVP, and then finally division winner. 
Without further ado, let's talk about the Bears again. But for you, it's the first time. Uh, so the notable additions, we got Jay Moore, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Nate Davis, Demarcus Walker, PJ Walker, Rob Tanyan, Deonta Foreman. Notable loss, David Montgomery and Riley Reef. Uh, for the good, quite literally everything got better for them on offense. Uh, the offensive line got better. The receiving core got better. The running backs got better. Uh, yeah, I am expecting a much better year from Justin Fields. I honestly think Justin Fields could be a dark horse MVP candidate. I think a lot has to happen for him to be in the MVP uh, race. The Bears would all make the playoffs and their defense would have to be average. Uh, we'll talk about that defense more in a bit, but... Um, yeah, so we got DJ Moore, who is... Hopefully, finally has a real quarterback for the first time in his career. Uh, with absolutely nothing but shit since he has been in Carolina. Hopefully, Justin Fields is his guy. Uh, about the running back, Khalil Herpens at the start brought over Deonta Foreman, who looked really good for Carolina after CMC got traded to the Niners. And then they drafted uh, Texas running back, Roshan Bijan's backup, uh, who looked very good, was a kind of late riser in the processing as he was Bijan's backup. But in his touch that he did get, he made them count. Uh, should be very fun to see who actually leads them in touches after the season, because I honestly don't know. And then... When we talk about the offensive line, uh, they got a new right guard in Nate Davis. They drafted Darnell Wright to be the tackle. And just hoping everyone else kind of takes those steps to improve. This is already there. Um, the bad, not a lot to be happy about on the defense. Uh, again, I like the linebackers that they brought in, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. I'm a fan of Eddie Jackson. I'm a fan of Jalen Johnson. Other than that, there's not a lot. This was definitely the offseason to we're going to give everything on offense. We're going to get Justin Fields what he needs to show us that he is our friend's guy. Uh, he should prove it this year for them. Uh, yeah. Will be the less talking defense off. Let's start tending while Fields is still on his rookie deal. Uh, but yeah, and obviously for the Bears to be any good, Fields needs to dramatically improve his passing game. Uh, it is not very good. It is basically non-existent. Has he had any help? No. Uh, does he have a ton of help now? Of course, no excuse for him this year. I'm expecting a big year for him. Uh, floor slash ceiling for this team, though. Floor is a top 10 pick, mainly just because of defense. I think the offense will just or points on people like this. Uh, the the playoffs, I think that the NFC is weak enough for to have a Jags-type run where they improve that quickly. Fast. I mean, that's basically the same thing, but is what it is. Uh, next up, we'll go to the line. Lance finished 9-8 and eight last year, almost making the playoffs. Uh, needed a couple things to bounce the way. It did not happen. For the notable addition, we got Cam Sutton, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, David Montgomery, Emmanuel Mosley, and Marvin Jones. For the notable losses, Jeff Akuda, Jamal Williams, and DJ Chark. Uh, let's talk about the good. So obviously the offense is very good. It was very good last year. That offensive line is fantastic. Jared Goff is great. 
Uh, the top 20 receiver in the league. Um, but those are the obvious that we know about the Lions. Lions offense, anyways. Uh, I honestly think that the running back room is better than it was last year. Last year, obviously, they had DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. This year, they had Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery is honestly an improvement over Jamal Williams, which is nuts to say, considering that Jamal, I think, has a franchise record for rushing touchdowns in a season now, which is also insane because Barry Sanders was that team's running back for a decade, and we all know how good Barry Sanders is. Uh, but David Montgomery will just take over that role, be their red zone guy, be their Henderson, because Gibbs is obviously not that guy, because Gibbs is tiny, Gibbs is a burner, Gibbs will line up all over the field for them. He is more of a weapon than Swift is, and I think Swift is a weapon, but I think that the versatility that Gibbs gives you at the wide receiver position especially is huge. Um, and for them, they drafted Sam Laporta out of Iowa. He is penciled in as their starter right now, according to ESPN. Uh, for some reason, Iowa tight ends are just yak guys. Uh, Rich Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, who was obviously their last where they traded him, Sam Laporta to replace TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I like Sam Laporta a lot. Should be good. Defense has dramatic, drastically gotten better uh, with all of the additions that they made. They made they got three new starters in the secondary. They drafted Brian Branch, who will be kind of a jack jack all trades for them uh, in their secondary. Uh, and then they drafted Jack Campbell, who is penciled in as their starter right now, who was just an athletic free do it all at linebacker. Very, very excited uh, to see him play. Uh, let's talk about the bad, though. The bad, Jameson Williams suspended for the first six games. Obviously, it didn't really matter for them last year, but... They expected to have him for a full season, and the dude decided to gamble at the team's facility. Not very smart. And even there's some notes in training camp where he's kind of just pissed off at himself, very frustrated at himself. And it is what it is. He'll have six weeks to get his mind right and be ready for, I guess, week seven. Um, and the defense has drastically improved, and they have. The Lions defense was shit last year. It is much better now. Um, but it still isn't. Uh, I think the secondary is better, but it is still like okay, above average, maybe. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is the only like real. Uh, how do I say this? Aiden Hutchinson's the only star that they have on that defense. People can argue maybe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I don't really see did lead the league did lead the league in interceptions last year, but they Aiden Hutchinson's the only guy with superstar ability on this team. I think he does hit another level this year too, but uh, defense is still just kind of like okay. Uh, my floor slash ceiling for the Lions is just the playoffs. I think NFC is bad enough for. The Lions to make it as a wild card team. I do think that they. I won't say that right now, but you probably know what I was going to say. Uh, so yeah, floor and ceiling for Lions is the playoffs. I don't see how they miss playoffs unless dramatic injuries happen. Uh, moving over now, Vikings who wildly overachieved last season uh, with a thirteen and four record. I think they had like eleven. Uh, one score games and they won all 11 of those games, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, they set records for overshooting, which is hilarious. Uh, the no 
Congratulations to the Vikings. Marcus Davenport, Byron Murphy, Josh Oliver, and Dean Lowry. Uh, notable losses. Buckle up. There's a lot of them, and they're all good. These are all very good names. Uh, Pat Pete, Zedarius Smith, Delvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, Dalvin Tomlinson, Irv Smith Jr., and Adam Thielen. Uh, let's start talking about the good. I don't think that this offense skips beat. I think where they won. Thielen, uh, yes, is that a big loss as the receiver? Uh, it is, but they also drafted Jordan Adam to replace him. Be better than Adam Thielen right now. Obviously, or Jordan Addison has not played single snap yet in the NFL. Uh, all that he has done is go joyriding his car and get pulled by cops. So not a great start to his career, but is what it is. Uh, but the offense should still roll. I got a little questions at the running back position, but we'll talk about that in the bad. Uh, Brian Flores at defensive coordinator is an absolute home run hire. People might be thinking, I thought you hate Brian Flores. I do. I Brian Flores as the head coach. Uh, he is not a good head coach. Is he a great defensive coordinator? You're absolutely right. He is. Uh, and he has, he has his work cut out for this team. Uh, he is fine at edge rusher because right now Marcus Davenport and Neil Hunter are a very nice edge rusher duo. Hunter just his bag for the season. He will be motivated to hopefully have a career year for him. Uh, Marcus Davenport is the edge. Said never lived up to his draft ability since the Saints gave up an extra first round pick for him, but I I do really like the edge duo. Uh the bad. The defense obviously still has a lot of holes. I think the really only bona fide starters, guys that you know are good NFL players, good good or better NFL players, Davenport, Hunter, Jordan Hicks, Harrison Smith. That's kind of it. They have a lot of lot of young players in the secondary who need to improve. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And Flores is up to the challenge to coach those guys up. And then, yeah, at the running position, Alexander Madison is obviously taking over from Dalvin Cook. Madison, uh, early on when Dalvin Cook went down to start his career, he has not looked as good in the last seasons, and he is pulled in as the starter, and behind him is not a lot. So if Madison is not their guy, uh, might be a tough year of running for the Vikings. Uh and yeah, this team is going to regress naturally. They were 13-4 last year, as I've been saying. They were closer to a 9-8 and eight team, probably, if, uh, if they did go. I mean, literally all the luck bounced their way. And for Vikings fans who don't have a lot of luck, uh, last year, you fell up on a meaningless year, sorry to say. Uh but they're good to they're good to regress naturally. So I think the floor slash ceiling for this team is I think around 500. And when I say around 500, I mean nine and eight, eight and nine, seven and ten, that range. Uh, and then your ceiling is playoffs. I still still think defense will be very good. I do think Brian Flores has the ability to coach up this defense to where they want it to be. It's just average, and the offense is above. You never know. Uh, last team up for the NFC North, we have the 8-9 and nine Green Bay Packers. Very disappointing finish from them after multiple NFC Championship games the last few years. Uh, when it comes to collisions, not available. They didn't make a single notable move this offseason. 
Uh, when I say notable losses, Aaron Rodgers, Jaron Reed, Alan Lazard, Dean Lowry, Adrian Amos, and Rob Tunyon. Uh, obviously, huge loss is Aaron Rodgers. And we'll talk about that, but not now. Uh, the good. This is still very, very strong. Still has some strong pieces. A lot of young pieces on it, too. Uh, for the bona fide good to great starters, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Devondre Campbell, Jair Alexander. There's more than I sing that I've Preston Smith, uh, Rasul Douglas. There's more. I've said these names so much at this point. I'm so done with this division. I never want to talk about the NFC North again. Um, the defense is still very strong, and they still have a lot of good, young, ascending talent, potentially, with guys like uh, Devontae Wyatt, who they drafted last year, Quay Walker, who they drafted last year, and drafted Lucas Van Ness this year to help with the uh, pass rush rotation. Uh, I love Aaron Jones at running back. I have listed down with the great RE duo. Uh, I'm rescinding that. Aaron Jones is fantastic. AJ Dillon, you got a lot to prove this year. I don't deserve it last year. I still think the talent is there, of course. Uh, just look at those fucking butts that he has, but needs to be needs to be better. But I still like their run game. Aaron Jones is fantastic. And there are young weapons there. Christian Watson scored a lot of touchdowns in a lot of the games last year. I think he had like seven touchdowns in like nine games or something like that. Something stupid. Uh, he is very good. I like Romeo Dobbs. Uh, and, and Luke Musgrave at tight end. Uh, I think I had him listed on as one of my like athletic freaks going to the combine. People to watch. If you don't know, he's 6'6", six, six, runs about a 4540 Uh they will be using him very much. So I think young weapons are good. I think kind of what happened with the Packers last year is Aaron Rodgers does not trust uh, young receivers whatsoever. I mean, you can just see it. He brought over Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. For some reason, Randall Cobb is still a fucking a thing in the NFL. The guy's like wide receiver five on any team right now. I don't know why. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. That's why he's on the Jets right now. Uh, simple as that. But yeah, that's partly why the Packers failed us. Rodgers didn't He didn't whip up a scheme. He didn't have hack it around to bully and do what he wanted. So, yeah. Uh, when I'm talking about the bad for the Packers, it is one listed Jordan Love. Now, that's not Jordan Love is bad that's jordan love question mark um again i was explaining it last week where the Packers seem to do this thing where they have really really good quarterback mvp quarterback a guy who wins a super bowl they'll draft a, a rookie first round they'll sit him it'll wait they'll wait by their time uh, and eventually that old vet moves on to the Jets, his career fizzles out, and this young quarterback comes in and brings it. Jordan Love can do that again. It would absolutely not be Packers to have like three straight gates of a franchise quarterback. Um, do you think Jordan Love can do it? I have no idea. We haven't really seen him play. He's been in the league for three years. He's probably played in like a total of three, most of those meaning snap. Uh, I think he's got the talent. I think he's got the people around him to bring out that talent. But my floor is ceiling team, top 10 pick. 
Uh, again, they're relying on a lot of these young guys on offense to take that next step. We'll see if it doesn't happen, top 10 pick. I can also see the Packers making the playoffs. Apparently, I can see every team in this division making the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the awards. Starting off with the breakout there, I got the Vikings corner, Andrew Booth Jr. Uh, Andrew Booth is a man corner. Brian Flores runs a man system. Whoever the, I think it was like Ed Donatel. Ed Donatel does not run, the, I think it was the old Vikings defense coordinator, runs his own system, does not did not help out Andrew Booth whatsoever. Uh, the Vikings are really hoping that Andrew Booth comes their corner number one. Uh, I think he does. I think Flores is going to bring out the best in him, and he is my breakout player for this division. Possibly of the year, I could have went with Jordan Addison, except I'm going with Jameer Gibbs. Again, I think Gibbs is going to be an absolute weapon for this team. They will be lining him up all over the field. Uh, I'm interested to see what he can do. He is the offensive rookie of the year. For defensive rookie of the year, we got Lions linebacker Jack Campbell. Again, af- athletic freak. He will be all over the field doing everything for them. Uh, helps that his uncle is the coach. That's obviously not true, but to say that, I mean, Jack Campbell's playing for Dan Campbell, and Dan Campbell absolutely loves the way that he plays. It's uh, probably huge fans. Campbell defensive rookie of the year. Off here. Pretty, uh, pretty obvious, but we're going to go with Justin Jefferson because, again, I don't think the Vikings offense will fall off, and why would Justin Jefferson fall off? So Justin Jefferson, pretty self-explanatory offense player of the year. For defensive player of the year, I need to go with Aiden Hutchinson. I'm expecting a very big season from Aiden Hutchinson, even though he already had a spectacular season. Uh, I'm just expecting a little bit better. I think with that improved secondary that the Lions have, we'll force opposing quarterbacks to hold on the ball just a little bit longer, and that's just a little bit longer for Aiden Hutchinson to get those sacks. Uh, MVP of the division, I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Again, I think Justin Fields, if you listen to my quarterbacks episode from last week, you know that I'm projecting him to be a top 10 quarterback going into next season. Uh, he's going to be good. He's the guy around him this year. Uh, it's honestly a fun division it's it's a division i don't really know what's going to happen again i do have all of these teams ceiling as potential playoff teams obviously that won't happen but uh my division winner i kind of a little bit spoiled it but it will be the detroit lions oh my god finally done with the NFC. Keep now recording zoom instead because i know that zoom is going to save my fucking thing instead of my dumbass book uh yeah, you can probably send my voice. I'm a little frustrated. I've technically been almost recording for two hours now, so this is fun. Uh, let's go to the AFC North here. First time to rank a little bit something different to talk about, finally. Uh, let's start off with the Cleveland Browns. Finished 7-10 last year. Jacoby Brissett looked great for them. Deshaun Watson came in, the nasty man, the predator, and absolutely stunk up the joint. He looked terrible. Uh... Yeah, let's get into some notable additions for them. They added Devin Tomlinson, Juan Thornhills, Darius Smith, Elijah Moore, and Ogbonia Okoronkwo. Notable losses, Jacoby Brissett, and I wouldn't even really say that's notable, but Jacoby Brissett is a guy. He's a name that we know. Uh, for the good for the Browns, the defense has improved dramatically. Uh, and that's not even like just with who they got. They 
have a new defense coordinator, Jim Schwartz, I believe it is Jim Schwartz. Uh, they got rid of Joe Woods, who is absolutely horrible. And I'm looking at this team. They've got, I mean, Miles Garrett, stud, Dal Tomlinson, good starter, Darius Smith, older, very pass rusher, uh, Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, very good young linebacker, Denzel Ward at corner, one of the best corners in the game, Grant Delpit, Juan Thornhill at safety, and then Grant News, they're hoping, has uh, a breakout year for them after a couple hurt years. Uh, the defense is good. The defense is much better. They were absolute shit stopping the run last year. That's why they brought in Dalvin Tomlinson. That's why they drafted uh, Tommy To. No, wait, no, Siaki Ika, who they drafted, who is like big nose tackle, 330-pound guy. Uh, they got guys to stop the run. They have guys to cover. The defense should be much, much improved. Um, and when we're talking about the offense, offensive line, very weapons, Nick Chubb, Amari, Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, David Bell, who's a backup for them now. It quite literally... Yeah. Talk about the good. Uh, I'll just talk about Elijah a little bit. I really like Elijah Moore. I think uh, he will be huge for this team. They have him penciled in as the second wide receiver. He will be in the slot with Cooper and DPJ on the outside. Uh, let's get into the bad. They don't have any depth on offense whatsoever. Uh, they don't have a good back running back. The wide receivers, once you get past... I mean, really, once you get past Cooper, we got a bunch of question marks. Like Elijah Moore, again, I really like him, but he is a question mark. We don't know what we're going to get from him. I'm expecting good things, but again, it's a question mark. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, solid. Really all that is. After that, they got a bunch of really. Uh, the offensive line, same thing. They got good starters, and after that, not a lot of depth on the offensive line. Uh it is, and Deshaun Watson obviously needs to be Deshaun Watson for any of this to work. If it's the Deshaun Watson that we saw last year, they're going to flame out horribly, and I hope they do. I hope that he flames out horribly. Uh, fuck Deshaun Watson. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, so the Browns offense, a lot of potential. Browns defense, a lot of potential. I think another big thing for Browns is Stefanski has to figure out the end of the offense. When Brissett was the quarterback, it was, we're going to run the ball. We're going to pass the ball when it counts, when it hurts the most. But they were a run-first team. When the nasty man came back, uh, they decided to pass the ball way more, and the team suffered greatly because of it. And I hope they keep suffering. Uh, floor slash ceiling for this team. The floor is around 500. I think even if Watson is terrible, I think that the defense is much better, and Nick Chubb at the running back position will still carry. Um, so they'll be around 500, probably close to where they finished last year with that 7-10 record. Uh, the ceiling is obviously playoffs. If everything's right for this team, this could be a very dangerous team. Could win the division that's saying a lot though a lot would need to go their way and the ravens and Bengals would need something to happen to them for them to fall off that much but 
Done with the Browns. Moving on to the Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers finished 9-8 last year. Mike Tomlin with another win record. has never had a losing record in his career. Still fucking insane. Uh, for the notable additions for the Steelers this offseason, we have Isaac Suamalo, Cole Holcomb, Al Robinson, Pat Pete, and Nate Herbig. Um... And the notable losses, Cam Sutton, Devin Bush, and Terrell Edmonds. Uh, let's talk about the good. The huge improvement to the offensive line. Obviously, they brought in Isaac Suamalo. Uh, then they drafted Broderick Jones to be their left tackle. And the other guys who they have penciled in are solid. They just need to keep improving. Uh, they brought Nate Herbig in also uh, up. Right guard, he might start for them. They might move James Daniels in at center. I don't know. Either way, line much, much better than it was last year. So many weapons also. So many weapons. They got Nair. also pretty good in his uh, touches that he did. And Johnson, Pickens, who was just highlight or highlight some of the training that we've been so insane. Allen Robinson, third right receiver, Wilson Robinson has left in the tank. Uh, and then tight end Pat Fireman, who absolutely loved his draft card in this Washington uh, as their backup tight end. Will basically just be the sixth offensive lineman for them when he is up there. Uh, the, off- the offense is good. The defense might be even better, especially when you look at that front, uh, front seven there. Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Keon Benton, they just drafted also. Cam J. Watt, Alex Hyde. It's really good. He's really fucking good. Second day. Uh, I don't have some questions, but let's talk about the bad. And when I say the bad, it's not really bad, just more questions and concerns. And But... Uh, the secondary, Patty is old. Joey Porter Jr. is a rookie. Uh, do I think Pat Pete still has it? Little bit. I don't think he's a lock. He's obviously not the lockdown corner he was, but he is still solid. Joey Porter Jr. will have to produce immediately for them. Obviously, they got Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary to make up of that. Uh, social, but will be a good team. Uh the team will go as far as Kenny Pickett takes them, though. Kenny Pickett, not a good quarterback last year. Not show a whole lot. He literally has absolutely no excuse. There is not, like, offensive line still has quest. Obviously, Broderick Jones, rookie last We never know what to expect. They still got some questions, but Kenny Pickett, the offensive line is better. Their weapons are so good. The team will as far as Pickett goes, and I don't think that's very far, unfortunately. And the other bad for them is Matt Canada is still their offensive play caller who has proven he is not very good at his job. I don't know why he's still hanging around. I think with Tomlin being the head coach for some of these are his guys. It's hard to kind of move on from someone who you have that relationship with for such a long time, but... Matt Cannon needs to do fucking something because this is a, they have too many weapons for even if Kenny Pickett does suck, they should still be better than last year. And last year they were in an eight. This was a nine and eight team, and I say that they're going to get better, and I still have Forrest last ceiling. 
hovering around 100, probably above 500, probably 9 and 8 again because Mike Tomlin is Mike Tomlin. Uh, the ceiling, though, is playoffs. Again, it's so hard. There's so many good teams this year. The AFC North has, I mean, I literally all of the teams that I'm talking about this year, I could see in the playoffs, which is absolutely insane. Uh, let's talk about the teams that have been good for a while in this division, though. And we will start. We'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens finished ten and seven last year with. So many injuries, so many injuries this happened to them last year. Still finished 20, 10 and seven, had Tyler Huntley at quarterback for them and almost beat the Bengals in that playoff game if it wasn't for a fumble on the goal line. Given the lead. Uh, for the notable additions for the Ravens this season, we have Odell Beckham Jr. and cornerback Rocky Sin. For the notable losses, we got Ben Powers, Marcus Sears, Chuck Clark, and Chris Campbell. Oh, uh, let's talk. Good. These are the best weapons Lamar has had in his career. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, hopefully healthy at running back. Gus, healthy at running back. They got Rashad Bates, our first. Needing him. OBJ needs something from him. They drafted Zay Flowers, absolutely love. Mark. Andrews at tight end will still be their number one option. And the offensive line is still very, very good. This is a very good regime. I'm expecting 2019 Lamar to make a return. He is still a top five quarterback for me. I'm expecting him in the MP race all season. It's a team stays healthy. Uh, and they got the wide receiver too, like Devin Duvernay. And Nelson Bower, not bad. Former first round pick Laquan Treadwell making an appearance. Funny, actually. Uh, yeah, the offense is good. The offense is something best Lamar has had with. Uh, defense is still stacked. Like, I, the defense was absolutely last year, was the re- reason they almost beat the Bengals in that play game. Not a lot on it, but a lot of players who need to take that step up, especially at edge. Uh, and I'll talk about one of those guys in a bit, but keep them on the now. But uh, yeah, the defense is really fucking good. I think they honestly upgraded uh, Farkas Peters with Rockison. I think Rockison and Mark Humphrey will be a very good uh, Cortandum, Kyle Hamilton, Mark Williams, these studs, Juan Smith, stud, Michael Pierce, stud. They just got to help these young guys step up with uh, Odafe, Owa, as some people call him, David Jabo, Justin Mabuki. Uh, lots of time on the Ravens team. Bad, uh, literally just one needs to state that his been for the Ravens last several years. If everybody healthy, they will be good. They will be good. Uh, the floor of this team is missed playoffs, and this is different than around 500, consider around 598. I think there's going to be a team that can potentially go 10 and 7 and miss the playoffs, or it could end up being that 
everyone is so good in the AFC where we see, let's say the Chiefs are the one seed again and they finish with an 11-6 record as one seed. It could happen. Um, yeah, my ceiling for them, Super Bowl chance. If everything goes right for this team, if everyone stays healthy, this is the best rosters in football, the Super Bowl should not be out of their grasp. Okay, last team up in the AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 12-4 last year. Very, very, very good year. Fell short to Chiefs. Uh, I remember that right, yeah. Fell short to the Chiefs in that NFC, AFC championship game, I should say. Uh, and they're looking to back back. Um, notable additions for the Bengals this offseason, Orlando Brown Jr., or Smith Jr., and Nick Scott. Uh, the notable losses, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, and Hayden Hurst. Uh, talk about the good. This is the best O-line that the Bengals have had on paper since uh, Joe Burrow has started his career there. And I say on paper because we still don't really know. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. took less money to be left ta- to be paid as a left tackle, which is interesting. Uh, but he's their left tackle. Cordell Volse, their left guard. That is a weak spot. Ted Karras and Alex Kapp at center. Solid. They're NFL starters anyways. Uh, Jonah Williams is moving over to right tackle and have Lyle Collins, who is hurt right now, who will be back. I don't know if they'll trade him. I doubt they trade him. But Lyle Collins could be playing that guard spot when he comes back. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the weapons in Joe Burrow are always great. Again, I think... I think this might be the best offense that Joe Burrow Bengals have had since he has been in the league. God, I have the sunshine right in my face now. That's what happens when you pour two hours, even though this is two hours. Um, the offense is obviously still good. Joe Burrow an MVP candidate. Mark Chase is one of the best seasons. T. Higgins is a wide receiver on his team. Tyler Bowles is a wide receiver, too. He's a wide receiver, three on this Um... They brought back Joe. They got Joe Mixon to take a pay cut. He's back. Uh, they lost some JP, who I probably should have listed that as a notable loss. Uh, lost some JP Ryan, but they drafted Chase Brown, who I do like a lot and I think could contend with Joe Mixon for touches. It's a very good offense. Last guy I'll talk about on offense, Irv Smith Jr., who has not broken out yet with the Vikings, uh, has been hurt a lot. Maybe this is where he does it. After that, it's not a lot of guys. I got a bunch of names. Mitchell Wilcox, Drew Sample, uh, Patriots, Levin, CSC. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, let's see. What else do I have good things to say about the Bengals? Oh, yeah. They're front seven. Wait, hold on. They got a wide receiver on their team named Mac Hippenhammer. What a crazy last name. Uh, let's talk about defense. So, the front seven, absolutely incredible. Uh, Sam Hubbard on one end, DJ Reed, one of the most defensive in the league, is the building block for them. DJ Hill, Trey Hendrickson, Logan Wilson, linebacker, Jermaine Pratt, middle linebacker, Akeem Davis, Dather, 
that other linebacker spot. The front seven is very, very good. And the Bengals need this front seven to be very, very good because the secondary, and this is the one thing I have for the Bengals, secondary is worrisome. Um, they need their young players to immediately uh, turn around, be good. Tadobi Awuzie, solid, I guess. Cam Taylor looked good in his spots, but Let's see what he can do as probably their number one corner this year. Uh, Dax Hill, who they drafted last year, he needs to play, have a big season. Because, yeah, the Bengals lost both of their starting safeties, with Jesse Bates and Bombell, and they're replacing them with Nick Scott and Dax Hill. So I think this is my concern with the Bengals every single offseason is, ah, I don't trust their defense that much. The offense holds so good. But this is the year I'm finally being... Oh, Lou and Arumo, one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, should be getting a head coaching job soon. Um, I'm expecting the defense should still roll. That front seven will still be great. Secondary does give you pause for concern. I think any rational Bengals fan should all be like, yeah, that's fair to say. Um, the floor slash ceiling. The floor for them is a playoff team. Again, I think it would be very hard for the Bengals to miss the playoffs. Uh, I mean, it, it, it would take a Joe Burrow injury for them to miss playoffs. I don't think that there's any other guy on the team who could get hurt that would hurt them that bad. I don't think it would be a detrimental loss, but I think the defense would take a off ceiling is obviously Super Bowl champs. Uh, could it happen? Yeah. Do I have teams who I think could Super Bowl this year? Also, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess let's just get into the uh, SC North. <sighs> I scrolled way too far over there. Uh, starting with breakout player. This is the guy who I didn't want to mention on the Ravens, David Ojabo. David Ojabo was going to be a first-round pick last season before tearing. I think he is Achilles. Uh, but I'm expecting him to have a huge year on the Ravens. I think that him and Odafeola are going to form a great edge, young edge tandem that they really need for the Ravens because that secondary is absolutely loaded. Uh, my offensive rookie of the year, I got Zay Flowers. Um, I think Zay Flowers by the year will be the Ravens wide receiver one. Uh, just because OBJ, I think OBJ is fine, but I don't think OBJ is a wide receiver one anymore. Uh, and Rashad Bateman is just going to get replaced by Zay Flowers because we have not seen anything from Rashad Bateman and he is going to have to earn all of his touches and Zay Flowers is going to steal his touches. As simple as that. Uh, for Defensive Rookie of the Year, we got Steelers corner Joey Porter Jr. This is also kind of the case where I don't really know who else to pick because not a lot of defensive rookies that I could really pick. So Joey Porter Jr. will be starting uh, following his dad's footsteps. We'll see what he can do. Offensive Player of the Year, Jamar Chase. Pretty simple, honestly. Uh, best receiver of this division. The guy that Joe Burrow trusts the most, his college teammate. Uh, he's going to go off. Simple as that. He always does. He, they, all, they always do. Um, defensive player of the year. 
it's a toss-up. I have Miles Garrett. I'm thinking of TJ Watt. Uh, honorable mention DJ. Boom. Um, it's so tough. I think God, both fronts are really good. Both defensive lines are really good. Flip a coin in my head. Let's just say it is Miles Garrett's turn to finally win a Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, yeah. I think whoever wins defensive player in this division, ooh, I don't know, because Nick Bosa and Mike Parsons are defensive player of the year. Pretty self-explanatory. He's just very good at football. He is very good at sacking the quarterback. Um, for the MVP of this division, I'm going to go with Lamar. I have Joe Burrow listed down here. Uh God, it's so tough. It's so tough. So, sorry for that big pause. But, like, I think Joe Burrow is going to have an absolutely, like, terrific year. But Lamar is also he's going to have a terrific year with the guys that he has around them. Um, Yeah. Anyway, one of those two guys, MVP of the division, and for my division winner, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they've at the last couple of years, that offense is really good. The offensive line is better. I trust that defense. Yeah, Bengals winning the AFC North division. Okay, well, that'll do it for this episode. This took way too long to record. We are now sitting at two hours and 15 minutes recording, even though this could be like an hour and 10-minute podcast, maybe even a little shorter than that. Either way, I am very done. I am very tired. I am very excited that tomorrow night, or I guess Thursday night, but when you're listening to this, hopefully on Wednesday, because you should all be downloading and listening to me immediately because of how special I am. Oh, God, I'm tired. Okay, I'm going to end it here. If you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.